many guys are just pumped to be alive? How many guys are just pumped to be alive? Come on, somebody. Come on, guys. Pumped to be here. So I want to explain to you guys, check this out, why we're doing this. What is the whole purpose of the name change? In case you weren't wondering that or in case you want to know what is the whole purpose of this, why we're doing this, why would we change our name from Shout Youth to Revolution Youth? Why is there all this new stuff here? Why is there live worship now? Why are all these things? Why did time change? And I want to explain all those things to you guys. How many of you guys want to know the why and the purpose of what you're doing in these seats right now? Anybody? Come on. Raise your hand. So I prayed about this. I was challenged. In, I was challenged. And this caused me to go further and to ask God, what is the purpose? Why are we doing this? And so that I could help discover why we're doing this so I can give purpose to this, yeah? So check it out. In the Bible, God does a lot of name changes. He does some pretty significant name changes. He calls people out and he goes, that was your name. You're not that name anymore. I'm giving you a new name. God does this with multiple characters. God does this with Abram in the very beginning of the Bible. Abram was a guy who wanted to be a father, and he was getting pretty old. He was getting up there, and then God promised him, you're going to be a father of nations. You're going to be a father of many, and he gave him children, and so he named him Abraham. He changed his name, and then the house of Jacob then became God's chosen nation of Israel. He gave these name changes. He declared them. There's a guy named Simon who was just a fisherman hanging out in Galilee, and then all of a sudden, Jesus hopped up on his boat met him and said, your new name is Peter. You guys might know some of these characters. And then there was another dude. He was a Christian murderer. He went around and like murdered Christian, gnarly dude. Jesus knocks him off the horse, literally knocks him off the horse, turns his name in from Saul to Paul. And Paul ends up writing two-thirds of the New Testament. That's like most of the New Testament, basically, in case you're not good at math. Um, <laughs> right? So, God does name changes. Why? Because they're to establish a new identity. They're not random. God doesn't just show up and he's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> hey, dude, your name's this. No. He does this very intentionally. It's to establish a new identity that he wishes, that God wishes for them to become, for them to embody and to walk out. He sees their inside. He sees the potential of what they could become and so he calls them out. He gives them a new identity. It's not random. It's a higher reality. He's prophesying into their future, telling them what's, what they're going to become in the future so that they have help walking it out. Yeah? So somebody I want to look at real quick, Simon to Peter. So let's put up John chapter 1, verse 42. And that says, this is what Jesus says. John, uh, uh, Simon's brother uh, brought... Uh, brought um, him to Jesus, and he goes, it is my brother, and Jesus looked at him, and he said, he's looking at Simon, and he goes, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, is that it, John? Cephas, which when translated is Peter. So Jesus declares that Simon is now Peter. This wasn't random. Even though it might sound like Jesus all of a sudden just gave him a new name, it was not random. It was purposeful. It was intentional. Jesus saw who Simon was going to become. He saw the potential inside of him 
just like how God looks at each and every single one of us and knows the potential inside of us. So check this out. Simon, the name Simon, it means he who has heard. He who has heard. That's what Simon means. Then the Jesus shows up, changes the game, and goes, literally, I'm going to change your name. You're going from he who has heard to Peter. Peter means rock. Means rock. Like literally rock solid. So Jesus, who's fully God with skin on, on the earth, fully alive, looks at a guy and says, I'm giving you a new name. And he changes his future. He propels him into it. He gives him an intentional name change. He's taken him from somebody who has heard, who is then now going to walk out becoming somebody who has a rock solid faith, who can become rock solid for God. Peter was probably rocked when he heard that. At first, actually, you guys hey, hey. That was good. I thought of that. Um, <laughs> at first, Simon was just a guy, we to like, you know, little, little faith, some faith to no faith, didn't even know anything. Then he heard about Jesus. And then once he met Jesus, he was changed from there. He got a new name that was going to be his future. You guys following me? At first, right there, was, was Peter automatically Peter? Was he like automatically rock solid just with, a, with, just with a name drop? No. But Jesus did that so that he could prophesy into his future, his future and say, this is what you're going to become. So from there on out, Peter had to walk out being the rock. He had to walk out being rock solid. He had to walk out being complete faith in God. And did he mess up every once in a while? Yeah. If you look at the scriptures, if you look at stories about Peter, he messed up plenty of times. And then later after this, there were even times when Jesus still called, he still called Peter Simon. Why did he do that? Didn't he name him something new? Why would he do that? Because Peter would go back and act like his old self, Simon. And so Jesus would call him out and say, Simon, why are you doing that? Why do you have so little faith? I called you into this. You're supposed to be Peter. And then when Peter would make good decisions, he would call him Peter because Jesus was helping him, helping him in his new character, his new name. And when you get a new name from God, it means you're in a new season. It means you have new challenges. Or as the New Zealand people say, new level, new devil. Right? They say that. I promise. Right, John? They say that all the time. New level, new devil. Go all blacks. Their favorite, favorite team ever. We'll watch the haka later. It's okay. Then you guys will understand. The hairs will stand up on your neck, and you'll be frightened and just want to go home and grab your teddy bear. That thing is frightening. So by, <laughs> by receiving that new name, Peter was entering into a new season. So check it out. I think it's so perfect that I'm talking about this right now. Why? Because guess what? We're getting a new name. Why? Because it's coming from God. I didn't just all of a sudden walk in the room and go, we're getting a new name, and I'm naming it. It's from Kingsley. Right? 
One of you didn't come up to me and say, hey, dude, change the name. No, 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 no. It was nothing. Nobody in this room came up with that name. Nobody in this room said that that's what we're going to do. This name change came from God. We didn't know years ago, years, years ago here at the church, we didn't know that we were going to be equippers. We were just doing our mission. We were doing our calling from God. We were just serving God, building his house, praising him every single, every single day here, right? We didn't know that, but then God brought this into our life. He brought this into us. And he said, where you have been, you're now going to go into something new. You're gonna, I'm going to move you. I'm going to transition you. And we are a part of that as a youth ministry. We are a part of this church. We are a huge part of this church. We are a loved, amazingly, amazingly prayed for part of this church. Do you guys know that? People are praying for you guys. Yeah? Come on. Be encouraged by that. People love you. I love you. The leaders love you. You guys are absolutely amazing. Let's go to Deuteronomy uh, 4, chapter 4, verse 9. So when you get a new name change, I think it's important to look at this verse. Deuteronomy, I like Deuteronomy. We'll do a guy's guy's series later. It's all good. Deuteronomy. This is what Deuteronomy says. But watch out. Be careful never to forget what what you yourself have seen. Do not let those memories escape from your mind as long as you live, and be sure to pass them on to your children. So what this is saying is that when you're transitioning, don't forget about what you've seen. We're not just putting Shout Youth behind us. No, 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 no. We're going to remember that. We're not going to forget what we've seen. We have heard. Shout Youth has started, and then it grew from an origin. It grew from going from like John and Lene's house with a few of you guys, maybe a couple people in this room. It's gone, it's transitioned, it's moved, it's continually added, it's builded, it's shown health. We're not gonna just forget those things. We're never gonna forget where we came from. We're gonna remember where we've come, where we came from. And one day you can tell your, your children one day. I came from a youth group, originally it was Shout Youth. We did amazing things. We did awesome stuff. We heard about the word of God. We, we heard about Jesus and his story and his gospel. We heard about that. And some of you guys even went steps further. Some of you guys went way further in that. Started getting real serious. Started reading the Bible all the time. Started being a part of Christian clubs at your school. Started praying for people. Started praying for your family. Started really doing what we're talking about here. And you started being doers of this. And you started moving. You guys took it a whole nother level. That's amazing. We shouldn't forget about that. We need to highlight that. We need to remember that. Don't forget the things in our past. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, Paul says this. He says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in faith. He says, test yourselves. And do you now realize that Jesus Christ is in you? Somebody say amen. amen. You guys know that? Do you allow God to come in your heart? You repent of your sins, you allow God to come in to your heart, the real God who loves you, real God in heaven, that Christ now lives inside of you, now that the kingdom of heaven is now inside of you, and you have the opportunity to release that every single day in every part of your life. Yeah, it's okay. That's huge information. That's awesome if you didn't know that. <laughs> come on. Come on. Heaven is pouring out of Luke back there right now, dude. Come on. Come on, somebody. This is great news. I hope you guys have smiles on your faces. This is just like victory. This is amazing here. 
Paul says, test yourselves. We need to be testing ourselves to make sure, are we in check? Are we ready for this new name change? Am I ready to start repping Christ? Am I ready to start repping this new name change? Am I ready, am I ready for this? I need to test myself. I need to remember where I've come. Have I, have I fallen back to old ways? Am I even following God right now? No, no, no. Come on. We need to test ourselves. That's, a, that's healthy. Testing is going to give us something, right? It's going to stir our faith. We need to get around people who challenge us. Challenge us to go further in our faith. So vitally important to our growth. That is so important. We need to do these things. Don't forget where you've come from. We need to test ourselves. We need to remember where we've come from. So here's the deal. Here's the big question. Three letters, one word. Why? Why are we here? Right? What's the purpose of this? Why are we here? Come on, somebody. Why are we here? You guys, we have heard the word of God. All of us. Pretty sure every single person in this room, I'm pretty sure, has heard the word of God. We've heard the gospel. We've heard. We have made, some of us have started relationships. Some of us has, have gone further in that relationship. But now, as we come under this new name change from God, as we come under a new, more than just a name change, more than just that, as we come into this, now we're going to grow we're going to start walking out how to respond to what we've heard. It's a new level. It's a new season. New challenges. Hope you guys are encouraged by this. We, just, we are stepping into something amazing. Did you guys know that Revolution Youth is a global youth group organization? It's a movement of God and young people around the entire planet where we have impacted locally as Shout Youth, we are now having the blessing to stepping into something global around the entire world. Go on Instagram and type in Revolution Youth. Have fun looking at all the amazing photos of this youth group, Revolution Youth, from Equippers Church that has already been doing the movement of God, have already been doing all kinds of things, stirring in the faith, being, all, being revolutionaries, they're walking that out. And now we are so blessed to join them. This is from God, you guys. Hope you're encouraged by that. Why? Because we've heard, and now we're going to learn to respond. This is the next step in our faith. If you just stay in the, I've heard forever, but you never make any of this real, and you never actually walk out your faith, you're just going to stay right here. I don't want you guys to live in the mundane. Jesus doesn't want you to live in the mundane. That's not what he calls you to. That's not why Jesus went to the cross. Come on. He went to the cross with you on his mind. Do you know that? As he's hanging there, he's thinking about every single one of us. And he's loving us. And he's saying you're worth it. He's crying out our names. And even when we mess up, even in our, even when we don't step in that, he's loving us. But he wants us. He's calling us into the abundance this is what we're becoming. This is what we're stepping into. We are going through a change by God. We're going to be learning what it means to be a revolutionary. We're going to learn how to do that. In this youth group right here, what we're doing here every Tuesday night and on Sundays, this is a birthplace of our faith. This is like a battle meeting where you get all the battle plans on how to go siege war on the enemy. 
This is how to gain knowledge of the word of God right here that is the living word of God and take it outside, out there. God doesn't just care about what you're doing in here. God cares about what you are doing out there so much. This is the strategy meeting right here, you guys. We go to battle, we go out there. We go and be witnesses of Christ. It's amazing that we get to do this. This is a birthplace. This is a launch pad. Have you guys seen all those graphics? That's intentional with all the rockets going off and everything. That's intentional. We're a launch pad. This is a deep one. You guys know what an incubator is? The thing that protects babies that have issues when they come out, maybe too early or maybe too whatever. They need to be inside of an incubator. It has blue lights. has special heat. It's a special. It takes care of it. It matures. It helps the baby grow. It helps them survive. This place is also like that. We want to help you guys survive and then do more. We want to propel you guys out of here. We want to fill you guys up so that you're overflowing in every part of what we do here. In every part. And we get to have fun. We get to play all these amazing games. We get to be a part of so many awesome things here. This is a moving group. I want to let you guys know, as a youth pastor, as as a Christian, I, I am called... To be like a, I'm not, I'm not, okay, let me tell you, I am not here to be like a party boat captain or a director of games and stuff like that. That's not, that's fun stuff, that's side stuff. I'm called to bring you guys into faith, let you hear about the gospel, hear about what Jesus says about you and how much he loves you. And then I'm supposed to help you walk out responding. But you, it's up to you. I'm not going to force you. God's not going to force you. The leaders aren't going to force you. Nobody's going to force this on you. It is totally up to you. It's up to you to grab this, to step into this with us. It's up to you to be joining us in this launch pad, taking what we're doing here and actually applying it out there. This is what Revolution Youth, this is some of their... This is some of their heart. This is some of what they, how they define themselves. And John's going to tell you more about that in just a few minutes. But this, is, this is some about what, this is a little bit of what they're about. They're about challenging the status quo. They're about challenging that, saying, okay, this is the normal. This is where everybody sits. This is what social patterns say. We're not allowed to start any groups. We're not allowed to uh, bring our Bibles to school. Oh, yeah, this is a social norm. Now I'm going to challenge that. I want to go over the top of that. I want to turn it upside down. Being a revolutionary means taking risks. Asking somebody if they've heard about God before. Asking somebody if you can pray for them. Taking new risks for God. Taking ground on the enemy. Do you guys know we're battling <laughs> a defeated thing? We're, def- we're battling the enemy who has already lost. Come on, somebody. The enemy has been defeated. <laughs> Death couldn't hold you down. Worship team, come back up. No, just kidding. Come on, we'll just break into that song. It's going to be so good. We'll play that sometime. Revolution youth, revolutionaries, taking ground on the enemy in your life, saying, no, that's a lie. Get out of here. I know who I am. No, 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 wait. You're trying to define me? No, 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 wait. You're trying to tell me that I'm a loser, that I'm not good in school, that I'm never going to make a basketball team? Oh, you're going you're to tell me that I'll never get a good job, I'll never own a home? No, 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 no. Now, thanks. No, thanks. God tells me who I am, and I'm believing for him because I'm giving money at my church. I'm donating. I'm giving. I'm stepping into an offering. No, no, no. God's got my finances. I'm good. No, no. He created the world, 
and uh, money doesn't, it's no option. It's not, not a big deal to, for him. I'm stepping into that. No, no, I'm, I'm good. Thank you, though. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? I want you to have some of this. That's what it means to be a child of God. Come on. He wants us to have confidence, to have boldness. Come on. A launch pad for innovation, developing new things, being curious and brave. I want that for you guys. I want us to walk that out. It's not going to just happen like that. For some of us, we're going to get there pretty dang quick. Some of us, it's going to take a little bit longer. We're on the journey together. Let's walk out being revolutionaries. Let's walk out being sons and daughters of Christ that have heard his voice and are now responding to his voice in a real way. Yeah? I want that for you guys. That's our purpose here, to hear the word of God and to move from there and to respond to his voice. Maybe responding to his voice is different for every single person in here. Maybe responding to his voice for one person looks like encouraging your dad, asking him to come to church, going to church with him, asking for forgiveness. Maybe, maybe it looks different for somebody else. Maybe for them it looks like, I'm going to start a Christian club at my school. I'm going to start a Bible study at my school. You know what? I'm just going to bring my Bible and start reading it. And if anybody joins me, that's awesome. I'm going to welcome them. I'm just going to bring the word of God into school every single day. This needs to be at schools more every single day. Come on. You guys are the agents of change. I pray that you guys will be curious and bold and brave. Let's walk that out together. And how can you guys partner? How can you guys step into this? How can you guys do that? You want to know? By doing what we are saying here, by what we're talking about, and actually thinking about it, actually taking home and going, I'm going to relook at that verse. I'm going to read some more. I'm going to start opening up God's word, the Bible. It's not just some old book. It's a living word. Sharper than a two-edged sword. Allow this thing to come into your life. Allow God to come into your life. Let the Holy Spirit wreck your life. It will absolutely change you. So I just want to pray this for you guys. Just close, your, just close your hands. Or sorry, close your hands. Close your eyes. And close your hands. No, open your hands because you're going to receive this. I'm going to pray this over you, and then John's going to talk about just for a couple minutes what it means to be a revolutionary. Ready? God, I just release right now into this room for every single person, God, including myself, God. Just help us, God. Show us what it means to be a revolutionary. Show us what it means to be agents of change. God, show us what it means to bring innovation into our atmosphere, into our, in our, in our influence uh, space, Father. Show us how we can, be, uh, we can be sheep that have heard your voice, God, and are now going to respond, Father. Show us how to respond to you in every single day. Give us, give us plans and strategies from heaven, Lord. I pray for every single person in this room, a fresh touch from heaven tonight, Father. That they'll, they'll take what they've heard tonight and that they'll actually start to want to walk this out. They'll want to start partnering and start getting into this and realize that they are revolutionaries, God. Right where they are, right there, God. I thank you, Father, so much, God, that, that you said right when we hear at the moment of salvation, at the moment of hearing the gospel and accepting it, that we have everything we need right there to share the gospel, Father. Thank you that it's all, that's all we need is the message of Jesus. So I just pray that over every single person in this room, that you guys will be filled with the gospel, that you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, and you'll just be overflowing into your life. And that this will just be like a battle session right here for you guys. I just pray that. I pray joy and excitement. 
I pray that people, the chains will be broken off. Any, anything that's, that's just any work of the enemy will be broken off of everybody in Jesus' name. I pray that we're taking new ground and we're going to put the enemy right where he belongs, right below us in Jesus' name. God, thank you for that power, Father. Thank you for that, that we can move, God, because you have our back always, Father. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you that it's your strength, Father, not ours. We love you so much, God. Help us to walk out being revolutionaries, Father. Fresh power for every single person in this room, God. Fresh belief, fresh faith for every single person in this room, Lord. Help us to walk this out. Thank you for this new transition, Father, that's going on in our church, that's going on in this youth group right now, God. Thank you for calling this out. This is from you. We choose this, Father. We choose and we accept this. We join into this. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. John chapter 10, verse 27 says, no, John's coming up. John's coming up. I just want to say it real quick. John chapter, uh, John chapter 10, verse 27 says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I pray that over every single one of you guys. This is what Jesus says about us. So come on, somebody. John Sparrow has a water. He's going to talk to you guys for just a couple of minutes because he has been to Equippers College in New Zealand. He's already been there. He's been to a revolution youth plenty of times. He spoke at them. He was a, he was a youth leader at them. John knows a whole lot, and he's going to help us. He's going to help us learn about what it means to be a revolutionary. So for a few minutes, he's going to talk about what it means to be a revolutionary. John, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Kingsley. Awesome. Um, just want to talk for one second. I don't know about you, but I want my life to make a difference. Would anybody agree um, I think it would be ridiculous to just die knowing that you left no uh, legacy here on the earth. Would anyone agree it would be a sad day if you knew that your whole life was for nothing? And so I want to just tell you a quick story. I don't know this girl's name, which makes this story that much more awesome. Uh, I'm just going to call her Anna. Yeah, you guys cool with that? Anna sounds like a pretty safe name. Uh, Anna comes from... Cool. Anna comes from a small town in New Zealand. Uh, Revolution Youth was birthed in New Zealand, and uh, she comes from a small town, a broken home, divorced parents, rough life. She came to youth group, her life got changed, and she thought, man, I, I think it'd be awesome if every kid at my school knew what it was like to find freedom in Jesus. She, she was just depressed. She was lonely. She was broken, and she had an encounter with Jesus, and she thought, man, I think everyone at my school should know about this. She was sick and tired of kids dying from depression. She was sick and tired of kids coming to school, having to drown their sorrows in alcohol and drugs. She was just sick and tired of it. So what she started doing is showing up to her school before the gates open. In New Zealand, schools have gates. And so you don't get into the school until the gate opens. So she'd go to school a little bit early, and she'd start praying. And then after a little while, some of her friends would join her, and they'd get there a little bit early, and they'd start praying for their school. And one day, Anna thought, man, I think it would be amazing um, if we just bought everyone in the school pizza, how much money you guys got? And so they put together their money, and they ordered some pizzas, and they said, hey, uh, the gym at lunch, there's going to be free pizza. Everyone's welcome. Come on out. And so the gym was packed. Um, they got their money together, and they got enough pizza to feed a full gym, which is pretty amazing in itself. Would you agree? Epic. I don't know who these kids were, like Donald Trump's kids or something. <laughs> I didn't have that kind of money in high school. Um, so they fed the whole gym. 
And what Anna did, she stood up, she said, can I have your attention for just one second? I just have to tell you a story. She told him about how her life had been changed, that she was once broken, that she came from a divorced family, that she battled with depression, and she told him, you know what? But what, what changed my life is I had an encounter with Jesus, and she began to tell the story of Jesus. And what happened is 130 kids in that gym gave their lives to Jesus that day. How many of you guys want your life to count for something, Right? See, Anna had the heart of a revolutionary that wasn't satisfied with the status quo. It wasn't satisfied with just going and being and existing and conforming and waiting for the next text message for where the next fill in the blank, whatever that may be for your life, she wasn't satisfied with it. And it took some sort of frustration. I know for me growing up, I was frustrated when my friends started turning into zombies because they started doing drugs. Right? How many you know they just turn into zombies? You're like, where's my friend? Where did he go? I miss him. We used to have so much fun, but now you're just, ugh. Yeah? You guys know what I'm talking about? So I started to get frustrated. At age 17, I gave my life to Jesus, and I never looked back. And what happened is I started to tell my friends about Jesus. And so I, I followed Jesus for a long time. I followed the call of God on my life, and I've spoke on some stages. I'm a lead pastor of a church. I've done some cool stuff. I've seen people healed. I've seen, right, some radical stuff happen. I've had some cool experiences. But you know what I gave my heart to Jesus for? It's so that when my friend Ryan, he overdoses on drugs, he, he calls me and says, I'm going to kill myself. I'm done. It's over. And I go. I sit in the front seat of his car, and I just said, hey, man, you're going to make it. I just say, God's got you. He's gotten me this far. He's going to get you this far. You're going to make it. You don't have to live this way. Or it's for Matt. He went to a, a, a rave in Los Angeles. He had a bad strand of ecstasy, and he found himself overdosing. He saw the light. It was that bad. He saw the light, the tunnel. He was dying. The next morning, I went to his house. He was laying on the floor uh, in pain, aching. And I just laid on the floor with him. I said, Matt, you know what? You're going to make it. You don't have to live this way. There's a God who loves you. And you know what? Matt gave his life to Jesus. I'm not, a, I'm not a revolutionary to get on some stage. I'm not a revolutionary to have something uh, in front of my name or some accolade. I'm, I'm a revolutionary because I know that there's friends who need me, right? I'm revolutionary because I don't want to see any more of my friends die from drug addiction. I don't want to see any more of my friends uh, be held bondage because of the decisions that their parents made when they were young, right? The statistics are insane, Teen depression, divorce rates, drug rates, right? The odds are against us. But you know what? When the odds are against us, it's the revolutionary who takes a stand and says, yeah, not, not anymore. Not in my house, not at my school. You know how many kids are in the Lucy Mar School District? About 10,700 kids, right? You know how many kids are in this room? How many are in this room? 30-something About 50. Let's just go with Devin's answer. About 50. That's a pretty generous guess. So there's 10,700 kids in the Lucy Mar School District. Can I tell you that Jesus chose 12 men, uneducated, alcohol on their breath, fishermen, labor men, whatever they were, he chose 12 guys and they turned the whole world upside down. My life was forever changed because those 12 guys who dropped their nets and decided to start fishing for men. Could I just propose to you that maybe from 50 young people in this room, those 10,700 students in the Lucy Mar School District would know that Jesus loves them, would know that there's a hope and a future for their life, would know that they don't have to live that way. 
would know that they don't have to be a victim of what their parents decided to do or not do. Anybody feel me? Do you think that the school district could know what happens through Revolution Youth? Yeah? Amen? What I want to remind you is Revolution is not just about what happens uh, at your school or, or how many people get saved and quit drugs. And Revolution actually starts on the inside of you, right? Mother Teresa, she didn't go to India to start an orphanage. She went to India and then saw a bunch of kids who needed a home, so she started housing children. Martin Luther King Jr. didn't know he was going to be a revolutionary. He just went to buy some shoes when he was nine years old, and he got rejected from the shoe salesman because he was black, and he wouldn't sell many shoes, and he decided that day that's never going to happen again, right? So I don't know what brought you here. I don't know how you ended up here. I don't know half your names. I don't know your, where you're from. I don't know your story, but I know Jesus, and I know his story. I know he knows your name, right? So right now in this moment, if you guys would close your eyes, bow your heads, and I just want to ask God that he would reveal himself to you in this moment. I want to just tell you another story. Before the foundations of the earth, God knew you. The Bible says that he knit you in your mother's womb, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, that there was no accidents under the reign of heaven ever. And when he looks down, you know, the Bible says that you are God's workmanship. You're his masterpiece. And so before the foundations of the earth, God knew you. And he, what he designed you for is for relationship with him, that he, you would know him and he would know you and that there would be a revolution in your heart. And so in this moment, I would just challenge you to open your heart to what Jesus says about you. Open your heart to what Jesus says about your friends that Man, this life is for so much more than just living and dying. This life is for so much more than the next hookup. This life is for so much more than fill in the blank of what that might be in your own life. See, the only way you can find purpose in life is through Jesus Christ. And 2,000 years ago, he hung on a cross so that you would know that purpose and you'd walk in relationship with him. And you wouldn't have to live in depression. You wouldn't have to live in addiction, but you can live in true freedom. And so in this moment, I would challenge you, if you would close your eyes, bow your head, and just reflect on what that means for your life. It says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. And that joy set before him was you, and it was me. He takes pleasure in knowing me. He takes pleasure in knowing you. He doesn't need you, but he wants you. And the chief end of man, the whole goal of this whole thing is just to know God and enjoy him forever. And so in this moment, if you know you're not right with God, if you've wandered, you've wasted the inheritance that he's freely giving you, you know that you've made some choices in your life that has not put you in right standing with God. If, if you've made that choice, but right now you want to accept the sacrifice of Jesus and give your life back to him, get right with God, if that's you in this moment, would you just wave your hand at me because I want to pray with you. If that's you in this moment, you know right now that you're not right with God, but you want to be. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God is Lord, that he is Lord, you will be saved. If that's anyone at all, would you just give me a wave and we're going to pray a prayer. And I believe when we pray this prayer, your life's never going to be the same. I saw that. Cool. Awesome. You can just shoot up real quick. Put it down. Anybody else? We're going to pray together. Awesome. 
Anybody else want to pray this? I don't believe this is just any empty prayer. I believe that God can change a life in a moment. I've seen it happen way too many times. Anybody else will want to pray that prayer with me tonight? Awesome. Very cool. Look, guys, we're going to pray this prayer, and I don't care if you pray it a thousand times or it's your first time. Can you guys all pray with me? I've probably prayed this prayer, I don't know, a thousand times. I would say probably a thousand times. You know, every time I just believe that God can change my life because I still need changing, right? I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better uh, uh, employee. I want to be a better youth leader, whatever it is. I just believe God can change my life. So would you just repeat after me? And if this is your first time or you haven't said it in a while, mean it with everything you've got. Repeat after me, Father God. I thank, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. And today I choose to follow you. I accept you as Lord of my life. I trust you with my past. I trust you with my present. And I trust you with my future. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, so I'm not really sure what I said about the heart of a revolutionary, um, but you can make a difference, yeah? You believe that? You believe that? That the 10,700 kids in your school are going to know that, that you're alive, that you're well, 